Hi, welcome to PhD Rhapsody, an honest podcast about PhD's life where we share our stories, some experiences, and funny moments. Here we talk how PhD changed our life, share our fears and achievements during our scientific research. I'm Martin. I'm Vilda. I'm Albina. Why, where? I'm on my second year of PhD, which means that I started last year, because I actually moved across the country to start another job. And then after the second week, I got a call from the university and they asked me to come back again, uh, which I did. So I had to break up with my boss after two weeks. She reacted on that. She was happy for me because she also had a PhD. Okay. So she said, I understand perfectly. Yay. Nice. So you studied in UIB? Yes. University of Bergen, which is on the west coast of Norway, or the best coast of Norway. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start your PhD with that? I started my PhD two and more than half a year ago. Mm-hmm. So you so almost finished. I'm almost finished. I did my bachelor's and my master's here in Bergen, and then I started my PhD. Right away? In, no, or? not right away. I started to apply for jobs okay. when I finished my master's, mm-hmm. uh, but then I also applied for this uh, scholarship to mm-hmm. do a PhD, mm-hmm. because I thought, well, that's that's a job. <laughs> I didn't really think it would go through, but it did. So then I started the PhD about a year after I finished my master's. Okay. So in between, I just took courses and yeah hung around at the university do you have anyone like relatives like who is actually scientist no there's only medical doctors in my family okay you martin actually i do and it's really weird because i found out when i was uh, graduating with my master's thesis Mm -hmm. because i invited my grandpa Mm -hmm. because he used to work at the university and he said uh, to me at uh, the examination this is really exciting because i actually have a bachelor's degree in geophysics okay so, but he okay. never told me okay before i was finished <laughs> oh whoa, that's really cool what did he do all his life he was studying here because he wanted to become a teacher mm-hmm. and he worked at different schools all around the city for a couple of years and then he got this job offer at the university because they needed some teach students how to teach really mm-hmm. And he's been in the game so long that they they wanted him to join. Okay. And then um, he wrote books about it, actually. Okay. About Um, teaching. Yeah. Nice. Have you read them? You're doing a lot of teaching as well. Yes. So in my PhD, I have some teaching that I need to do, Mm -hmm. uh, equivalent of one year. Mm -hmm. So I have to, um, well, not have to, I'm (laughs) gladly stuck here for uh, four years. And one of these one of those years I have to teach. So you might have four years PhD, but do you have three? Yes, mine only three, okay. so then I don't have any mandatory teaching. Okay. Same as you, Albina. Yes. So I started my PhD two and a half years ago. 
in January, in the end of January. So I finished my master and bachelor in Moscow, in Moscow State University, geology. I actually started my PhD there. Uh, and I, it also was really close to what I'm doing now, but then it was like limited also in the area. Then this offer came up mm-hmm. and I applied and I got it. And because I was... Uh, I was doing kind of the same thing. So, so that's now, the reason why you moved to Norway. Or? Yeah. Yeah. And they also needed a <laughs> Russian speaking person uh. to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to read uh, half of the literature in Russian. So that was, yeah, that's my lucky chance. Yeah. I don't have anyone science related uh, relatives. I guess my grandparents didn't have like high education. My my mom and dad have super smart and blah, blah, blah. but I don't think that I'm smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose geology? Because we are all in geology. Yeah. yeah. My dad, he's working at work all his life in oil-related uh, companies. My cousin, she studied in the Moscow State University, also in geology, but the topic is a bit different. It's, she's more into like geology related to like buildings and roads and metro and tunnels, like oil-related department, because finishing that one, you could find easily a job. That's what yeah. I thought when I <laughs> applied. <laughs> yeah. when I applied. It was 2010. Um, yeah, but then I finished my bachelor. It was 2014. I think it was yeah. one of the worst. <laughs> not the greatest time, I think, in the, for oil industry. It um, was the same here. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then I finished my master in 2016. All my friends applied for PhD. There was peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. I've never worked in my life. I, I had the internships, and uh, but I never worked. So because my, I don't know, my parents always told me, you will have all your life to work. Don't worry about that. It was good, I guess, when I was studying. But in the end, when I finished my education, I actually didn't know how to how to get a job. I don't know how people get get the jobs. Like, yeah. are they applying, use and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, when I finished my master, it was like a bit of shock, I guess. You felt it was safer to just just continue. Go, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. It was completely like a comfort zone. Moving here was... Definitely out of the comfort zone. <laughs> and all, I guess, education here in English. So constantly been speaking. And it was really tiring in the, be- in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, because you have to think about yeah. everything you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, when you're speaking, yeah, like your non-native language. Yeah. So you can't worry that you'll make a mistake. Now I'm doing your mistakes. I'm out, and I'm, I guess I kind of fine with that. Yeah, I don't really care anymore. This is like... No, no, just no. a part of the <laughs> this is a part of the process, and also use my arms. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, but then when I just started, I just felt like, oh my god, I have all this pressure on me, and I just don't want to let down people who hired me. But are you more comfortable now? Well, depends. Yeah. If it's just a live PhD, it's fine. But when I'm starting, like, I'm starting writing, like, my second paper, for example, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> writing a paper is definitely not a comfort zone. It's not even English sometimes. 
it's alien language yes, I agree. that you need to relearn. I mean, I haven't even started writing yet. <laughs> I have half a manuscript that I was writing it last year, actually. But then I just stopped because... Teaching! Teaching! <laughs> I think it's it's a bit fun and it's a bit challenging, but it's super difficult. But Vilda knows everything about that. She's on her third or on her thesis even. Yeah. It's hard. You'll get there. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Why are you doing PhD, Vilda? Because I needed a job and something to do, basically. <laughs> okay, it's not like a romantic... Uh, it's like, no, no, it's more like an arranged cool. marriage. Okay. For <laughs> <laughs> well, practical reasons. Mine was quite romantic, to be honest. Yeah, you were like headhunted and... Well, I wouldn't say headhunted. You had a job. I had a job, yes. But the thing is, I applied for the PhD before I applied for the job. Took a lot of time. From applying? How, uh, how many months? How many um, months from applying to actually being physically in university? It was almost five months. Yes, for me it's the same. But I also have to, had to apply for the visa, wait for the visa. Yeah, here it was just the deadline for the application at least was the first week of October. And then I got a call from my supervisor and my boss from university late January. And then I quit my job and moved back to Bergen in like four days. Because he asked, oh, do you want some time just to think? And I said, no, 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 I'm ready to start on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but why, why are you saying that is a romantic? Like, on the contrary liked? to uh, Vidla's arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was really seeking out for this marriage. In the end of my master thesis, I could see all my friends and co-students. They were a bit stressed and they, uh, because it was a lot of writing and there was a deadline coming up and people were really, really stressed. But I came to work every day or to the university every day. Oh, this good feeling. Like, ah, oh, what are we? Yes, oh, really. Such a, <laughs> such a dream uh, student. <laughs> are you lying now? No, I'm not lying. That's okay. the thing. I really, just really enjoyed it and uh, my thesis was really fun because I was working on something that there wasn't really a lot of knowledge about. So I had kind of like this free space where I could play in. That just really sparked my interest. Even the last week before I had to submit it, I was like, ah, I want to do a PhD. This, this is perfect. This is super fun. And then... Uh, you have that feeling and you know when you're doing a PhD, you will do basically the same, but you will get paid to do it. Yes. Yeah, that's the, I think that's big positives in the PhD in Norway. You could... Norway is a dream. <laughs> Guys, come to Norway. We have money. Yeah. <laughs> Why, guys? We are doing a podcast. Too. We were out... Drinking. Drinking. <laughs> really drunk that night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But then, not enough, but I still remember that we need to do something. Sometimes, some of the topics we discussed in uh, our PhD lunchroom, mm. on the coffee or the tea breaks, yeah. how to react on this and this, or how I'm feeling when I'm getting feedback, what I'm preparing for the conference, or after conference, like, how how was it? I think we're just discussing it on the way, on the corridor, on the lunch, or something yeah. like that. It would be nice to hear someone's uh, experience, I guess, and say, this is okay. 
And this is fine that what you feel, frustration, yeah. happiness, angry, maybe everything in one time. <coughs> but um, doing a PhD, is, it's quite lonely because you're working on your project. Often you don't have anyone else doing the same thing as you mm. because it's very specific. Caring about other people's struggles and actually you're all having the same problems and the same struggles and the same victories. Even if you feel alone, you're not. It's really universal. When I've been traveling to conferences and I talk to other PhD candidates, they always have the same thoughts and issues regarding the life at the university. So I think just be able to talk about it and to see that you're not alone feeling this way. Even in the cafeteria, when we talk to our colleagues and friends, it, I feel like every semester, every year, it's always the same kind of discussions about things. Yeah. It's like and the then, practical thing. Yeah, and then you have new people coming in and it's always the same. You have to go through and find the right teams and feel out like this and that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I also guess that someone who is on the third year, for example, mm -hmm. go and ask them some advice will help you. But yes. sometimes they don't have time, you know, and it would be just nice to listen to some random people. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I don't really know about loneliness because I think my project, I'm not alone. Even mm. though I'm in one PhD, but we have postdoc, we have... Uh, former university work so we are still in touch we're still discussing stuff then martin it's just you and supervisor right we're kind of like a lone wolf sitting in the corner of the office <laughs> looking at least at... you got albina i got oh, albina yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do she's by my side every day yeah it's like mary sometimes i would, I would I call them dreams that. <laughs> that was a yeah. long pause yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding, of course. Yeah. At least in the university, there's no people. So I'm usually just sitting at my computer, working, drawing, talking to my supervisor. We went to a, this really small conference, which was super specific. And that was really good because then for the first time, I actually were able to discuss my... Uh, mm -hmm. It was really, really rewarding. Before I left, I thought, well, my work is okay. It's, it's decent. <laughs> and then I went to talk to these people and they gave me a lot of pointers. And I came back and I was thinking about what they said and redoing some stuff and... I realized my poster was shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. It wasn't shit, but it was... Uh, it, it was, was beautiful, at least. It looked okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing. You learn when you discuss, and um, you learn when people say, well, have you thought about this? Mm. That's always the best sentence mm. you can have sometimes. Constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. And not the bad comments from re reviewer number two or three. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have some of them, Villa? Yes, there have been some. But uh, usually you always have the first one that is good. And then there might be a second or third that is shitty. Just don't take it too too hard. I mean, I'm not saying that all feedback should be positive. I'm just no, saying... No, all feedback should strive to be... Constructive. Yes. It should be polite. Mm -hmm. It should be respectful. Yeah, definitely. Because... I think that's the main rules that at least I I was thinking when I was like doing my first review on the paper, like just be polite and uh, constructive. Don't be bitchy. <laughs> yeah, this the second reviewer is just made, like just made me so angry, and I was like talking with my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of happy I didn't go to the office this week. <laughs> 
these emotions that we feel, of course, I could speak with you guys, with my friends. Sometimes it's nice to hear that other people that I don't know also struggle. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we also wanted to just share our experience, maybe meet some other people Mm. and maybe hear that other also struggle with the same problems i think there's a lot of people out there with a story to tell uh, which could definitely help other people maybe who's just starting Mm -hmm. or is in the middle of their phd and kind of has a rough patch they want to get through they're really interested in getting in touch with people Mm. now we say about the struggling what about fun we also want to hear about the fun. <laughs> of course. Okay, why PhD is fun? You get a lot of freedom. You can structure your days more or less as you want to. Uh, you're your own boss to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, you could work uh, at 8 hours, 10 hours or 14 hours. Up to you. Or zero. And it's really nice because... My brain doesn't really function between 8 and 12. I mean, it does. It t- oh, in, in the morning. morning. In, oh, in the morning. But I really like enjoy getting up early. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I'm not really doing anything good for like 2. But I really enjoy working from 2 until the evening. Cause that's really... When I'm bored, usually. When you're bored in the office. <laughs> that's when I have my prime time. <laughs> I, have this t- I have this hour from 2 till 4. Yes. When I just can't work like (laughs) i just can't i'm sleepy i'm bored i want to talk and usually martin is the closest uh, human being to me (laughs) and of course (laughs) he just affected that's when my brain is just like now (laughs) it's it expands No, I, ha- I actually have another routine. I'm really good at working from morning till 12. I usually have lunch around 12, yeah. 1, 12 and 1. Uh, and then I have this after lunch. Yeah, the uh, after lunch dip. You know. Totally down. Mm-hmm. Like from 2 till 4. Mm. And then usually from 4, I could work without any problems. That's why I enjoyed work at home. Yeah. In the lockdown. Hmm. But yeah. then you can do something else. Yes. And still feel productive. And then you can go back to work. Yes. Like... For me, it's like a double-edged sword. Because I'm really good at working from home if there's anyone else okay. in the same apartment. So when I was living with my girlfriend at the time, I was really good at working. But when whenever she could get back to work and be outside, I would be too comfortable just to <laughs> not <laughs> really do anything. Yeah. No one would notice. No one would notice. Yeah. But if someone, somebody knows, then I'm working really hard. But the weird thing is, when I'm in, alone in the office, then it's the opposite again. Then I'm working super well. Really? Yeah. I can't work alone in the office. But what when, do you do when then? I'm trying to work. And that's when I'm working super well. But when you're there, I mean, it's. <laughs> okay, just. It's think a bit about fun that. not to work, you know, because we're just yeah. hanging out. But I'm always thinking about. Putting up a song in full volume. And sing! Yeah. What we usually do in the evenings. Yes. We sing Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and usually... Uh, Guilty pleasure. Yeah. yeah. And usually... And Green Day as well. A bit of Day. Green Day, yeah. yeah. But our office mate. Oh. <laughs> Leaving the oh, building! <laughs> then it's party time. 
<laughs> no, we love Hagia, yeah. but he is a bit more serious. Because in... he always a PhD. Yes, he's a postdoc. I feel he is more structured, working from like eight to four, yeah, going home, so. cooking dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's us cool cats and kittens. Just, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. It's like, yay! <laughs> parents out of the house. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you found this interesting and want to hear more about how it is to do a PhD, how life is as a PhD candidate, our ups and downs, hard times and good times, please stay tuned for the next episode good stars and likes and comments and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Ciao! Buonasera! Paka paka! Ha de bra! Ciao! <laughs> follow our Instagram and Twitter account. Do we have a... <laughs> we will. Okay, we will. Yeah. <laughs>